welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. In the Gospel of Mark chapter 10, we find a very interesting story of an encounter that a young man had with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it wasn't a chance encounter. He found out where the Lord Jesus was, and he ran to meet him. You see, he had a burning question on his heart to ask the Savior of the world, and this was it. What do I need to do to inherit eternal life, he asked. In today's message with evangelist Mr. Peter Ramsey, we'll find out what was fundamentally wrong about that question, but we'll also learn about the tragic truth that it is usually only one thing that keeps a sinner from trusting Christ. Sometimes it's money, maybe it's popularity, and at other times it could be a relationship or a reputation. Yes, it's a searching answer that the Lord Jesus gave him, and he said this, you are lacking one thing. If you're not saved, my friend, we hope that our message today will help you to discover what is the one thing that has kept you from coming to Christ for salvation? We also hope that you'll see it for what it is and be willing to cast it aside as valueless compared to knowing your sins forgiven and having eternal life. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 10. And there's a story here. Verse 17. And when he was gone forth, Jesus, into the way there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good Master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, Honor thy father and mother. Jesus didn't go over all the Ten Commandments. Verse 20, And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. You realize that? That one thing Keep a person out of heaven. It's one. Just one thing. Maybe you're struggling with one thing tonight. You say this all sounds true. Truer than I'd like to think it is, really. It's a little hard to face head on. It is the most important thing you'll ever face in life. And so, people do struggle with these questions. And one thing comes to the forefront of your mind. Yes, but. Did you know that one thing could keep you out of heaven? Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. Verse 22. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved. For he had great 
possessions. That word sad and grieved, they're very strong terms. Like this man didn't come running down the road with a big smile on his face and listen to the Lord Jesus and then say, well, not for me. I guess I'll go on my merry way. The word here about this man being sad and grieved is the same word, the same intensity as the Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, in the sorrow of Gethsemane. As he thought about the cross and the Lord Jesus was in great agony of soul. And here is a man and he's talking to the Lord Jesus and he's in great agony inside. Torn. Torn. And so this is really, really serious business. One thing will keep you out of heaven. Just one thing. Not a multitude of things, just one thing. And maybe there is that one thing that's coming to your mind just as we're speaking now. Here's a young man and he had many things in life. What an impressive inventory of life accomplishments and assets. Like people say, well, look at sir, take this message, it's for the down and outers. It is for them. We take it to the down and outers. But we can take it into the most respectable neighborhoods. We can go to the high society and to low society. We can go to thieves and liars and adulterers. And we can go to churchgoers and people who pay 100 cents in the dollar. And this message is for all people. This was a good living man that we're talking about. He was successful. He had a list of assets and a list of life accomplishments. The word for wealth here is an abundance of possessions. And there's no reason to think that he got it crookedly or they cheated. He seemed like he was a very honorable man. And maybe you have a lot of things going for you. I don't know what it was that jolted him. Have you ever gotten a jolt in life? Have you just ever had that moment when you're you're going along and you think everything just going like clockwork and little wrinkle here, you iron that out and a little blip here and you get through that. But then all of a sudden, you're jolted. Bad diagnosis. Or a friend is in a bad car accident. Are you ready? You go home tonight and just put out the old light and just roll into bed, fluff the pillow up a little bit and plunk in there and just say, thank God. If I die tonight, my soul is saved. I can. I love being saved. My, it's wonderful. There are many blessings that accompany God's salvation, but just the security in an insecure world to know you are anchored. Oh, it's wonderful to be anchored to Christ. Have you ever had a jolt? This man, the Bible doesn't tell us what this man went through in life. Why he... Well, you say, how do you know he was jolted? You read your Bible carefully. Men with a lot of money don't just boot it out of their house and run down over the patio and down the front doorsteps and out the little gateway and start charging down the road running like this and kicking up the dust behind them. They don't do that unless there's something weighing very heavily on their mind. So, what we don't know about this man is what it was that jolted him. And he realized, I have got a lot of things in life, but I'm missing one thing. What was the one thing that he was missing? Maybe he looked at all his list. He thought, I've got this, and I've got this, and I've got money, and I've got looks, and I've got, I've got friends, and I, I wonder if it was a death of a friend, or a, 
a nightmare you had, or a sharp chest pain, or a, a migraine headache. But at some point he realized, I don't have eternal life. Did you ever discover that? You're not born with eternal life. You don't get eternal life when you're baptized. What a lie that is. And this man realized, I don't have eternal life. I remember that when that gripped my heart, I was just about to embark into my teenage years and man, I was on my knees by my bed when I realized that. A couple hours before, I was just eating lobster after lobster, cracking them open, enjoying my lunch. But when I realized I didn't have eternal life, I got on my knees by my bed. I wanted eternal life. This man realized one thing was missing in his life. Anything missing in your life? Just like it the way it is? You just say, yes, life is filled with meaning. Ultimate fulfillment. I, I've got it. Talk to me afterwards, you say. Really? I'd like to talk to you afterwards. I, I don't know what's fulfilling in your life and what gives your life purpose and meaning, but if it's not Christ, I'd like to hear from you. Tell us what it is. I don't know whether you've read much about Brad Pitt. I mean, you can just go through all the list of celebrities because they're well-known. Their name recognition is pretty big around the planet. I sort of follow those celebrities a little bit to see what they are saying about life. Brad Pitt, sometimes you have to read a Rolling Stone magazine to get something. They're asking Brad Pitt if he was satisfied with his life. Here's a quote from Brad Pitt. They were telling him, well, you've got this and this and this, the American dream, you've realized it all. And he says, man, I know all these things are supposed to seem important to us, the car, the condo, our version of success. But if that's the case, why is the general feeling out there reflecting more impotence and isolation and desperation and loneliness? If you ask me, I say, toss all this. We got to find something else. Because all I know is that at this point in time, we are heading for a dead end, a numbing of the soul, a complete atrophy of the spiritual being. And I don't want that. And the interviewer for the Rolling Stone magazine, so if we're heading toward this kind of existential dead end in society, what do you think should happen? And here's what Brad Pitt said, Hey man, I don't have those answers yet. The emphasis now is on success and personal gain. I am sitting in it. And I'm telling you, that's not it. I'm the guy who's got everything I know. But I'm telling you, once you've got everything, then you're just left with yourself. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. It doesn't help me sleep any better, and I don't wake up any better because of it. Something missing in his life. If you don't have Christ tonight... I can say with absolute confidence, without a question in my mind, the one thing missing in your life, and it's not a thing now, it's the one person missing in your life, is Christ. Your life will never, you're trying to get all the pieces of the puzzle together. And it, did you ever work on a, one of those complicated puzzles? I, I gave up on puzzles a long time ago because I'm colorblind, and um, it's really hard to fit those really challenging pieces together. But did you ever work hard on a big puzzle and just you're missing one or two or three pieces. What good is the rest of the puzzle with the piece missing? You are going to get it framed or laminated or something. But with one or two or three pieces of the puzzle missing, it's 
junk. And what good is your life if you are missing the most fundamental piece that you were brought into being for? God has great plans and a purpose for you. This man realized, I've got all of these things, but I am missing eternal life. And let me tell you, when he realized he's missing eternal life, he ran. Eternal life is worth running for. Eternal life, if you don't have it tonight, it's worth canceling everything else on your week's agenda. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you don't have eternal life, eternal life is worth missing a class or a university class over. There is absolutely nothing more important because if you should die without eternal life, you will never be in heaven. That's why it's the most important thing. One thing missing in his life, one thing wrong in his thinking, he comes to the Lord Jesus and he says, what good thing can I do to inherit eternal life? Read the two other accounts. He came to the right person. That was wonderful. Jesus was passing by. He didn't want to miss the opportunity. He had a lot of right thoughts, but he had one fatal thought. His right thoughts were, this is urgent. That was good. Right on. His thinking about Jesus having the answer, dead on. He's the one that had the answer. He is the answer. He's right there. His need for eternal life was correct. What was his one fatal thought? One thing wrong in his thinking was this. You go to heaven if you do good. Your chances of heaven are pretty good if you do your best. That's what he was thinking. He had worked honestly and earned what he had. He knew how to work hard for things. And now he wanted to know, how can I work my way to heaven? The end. The human pride believes there must be something that we can do. This man had to learn what the word of God says. This is a record that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Given us. Eternal life is a gift. That's Romans 6.23. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's not something that you can earn or earn merit points for. Eternal life is a gift. So this man was wrong in thinking that he could do something. Now the third thing, there was something else that was wrong. One thing that was lacking in his heart. He wanted eternal life badly, but he loved Something more. Maybe you would really like to be saved. But there's something more important in your life. So, he wasn't really honest with the Lord Jesus. Are you honest tonight with God? This man didn't really believe that Jesus could see right into his heart. He can see right into the depths of your heart. You're transparent for the Almighty God. Jesus gives this young man an opportunity to say how good he was. Jesus goes over some of the commandments. He's just working very skillfully in this young man's life to see if he's going to tell the truth. He says, um, well, you know the commandments. Um, don't commit adultery. Uh, don't kill. Don't steal. And the young man says, yes, got that one. Um, defraud not. Yeah, honor thy father. Always nice to my mom and dad. Yes. And the Lord Jesus stopped. Didn't go any further. I think that young man probably, wow, I'm glad he didn't go to that other commandment. Do you have any other gods before me? Because he would have failed. And you know, I think he stood there that day and he says, well, he didn't ask me. What he doesn't know won't hurt him. I'm not going to tell him what's going on in my life. But the Lord Jesus knew. 
He knows exactly what's going on in your life. He knows what you're weighing up. He knows what your one thing is. And then Jesus very skillfully puts his finger right on it. He says, are you willing to let everything else go that you have in life and come to me? Pardon me? Is eternal life that important to you? That you're willing to say goodbye to everything else and come follow me? Or do you just want eternal life as the icing on your life? Everything the way it is now plus eternal life. You want a new life, but you don't want a changed lifestyle. You want to spend an eternity with Christ, but you don't want to spend the rest of your life with Him down here. You want to change destiny, but you don't want to change life. And the Lord Jesus is getting right to the depths of His heart. Oh, you say, I'll give Him first place in eternity, but not first place in life. And there they are, the two of them together on the road that day. And that young man is making the decision for eternity. Weighing it all up. And I think it's very touching that it says, And Jesus, looking at him, loved him. He loves you tonight. Eyeball to eyeball, Jesus looked into his eyes, and he loved him. That man, that day, had something that was important to him. But I can go right from Newfoundland to Vancouver. And I, young men and women come to my mind. I think of young men wanting to be saved. And then all of a sudden he looks, oh, and he swung around, he got his basketball gear. He said, gotta go, Pete. Troubled about his soul, but a game was still more important. Not willing to finish the conversation. Nothing wrong with basketball. But my, if it comes ahead of Christ in eternal life. Young man sat outside a meeting one night. And I said, if you'd like to talk, just call me anytime tonight. That was the last meeting he was in. He had a girlfriend. And he figured if I trust Christ, my girlfriend will drop me. For Fred, it was career. Mark, it was on belief. For another boy in Toronto, it was a buddy. Young man in Sarnia, weekends. Young man in Vancouver, poker. Young lady down in Pennsylvania, her family. One thing. Why will you not trust Christ tonight? This man, it was riches. Yes, he wanted eternal life. But not that much. There was something more important. What could be more important in your life than Christ? What could be more important in your life than having your sins forgiven? But people make choices. Here he is, face to face with the Savior of the world. And the Savior looks at him and loves him. And you can tell when somebody looks at you and, they, and you can just say, man, I think they look like they're really kind to me. They love me. I think this man understood that Jesus loves me. And he stood there, and his heart is very sad. He's not running now, just walking away in tears. A choice. You know, you can come that close to having eternal life, but God is never going to be second fiddle in anybody's life. God is not going to entrust you with his beloved son that he loves if his son isn't going to have first place in your life, you have a choice to make. The Lord Jesus Christ or that one thing. This man found he had one thing missing in his life. There was something wrong in his thinking. His heart wasn't filled with honesty. But what do you think would haunt him in eternity? That man, what do you think is haunting him in eternity now? Just one thing. One thing. One thing will haunt you in eternity. The very thing that kept you from trusting Christ 
will be the thing, the one thing, or the one person that haunts you most in eternity. Nothing else is more important. Trust Christ. Yes, how foolish it is to trade eternal life for one fleeting thing that you may hold so dearly today, a thing that will last only for a short time at best, a thing no matter what it is that pales in comparison to what Christ offers you today. The Bible tells us in this story that the Lord Jesus loved this man, even though that he was about to reject him. And yes, the Lord Jesus loves you too, my friend, and he will love you until your dying day. But if you continue to reject him and to keep him out of your life, then you will move on to judgment by your own willful choice. Come to Christ today, won't you, and be sure that you will never face an eternity of regret and sorrow at making the same wrong decision that this rich young ruler made. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the gathering center nearest you. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.